episode 17. You're listening to Vox Talk, the voiceover industry podcast. And if I may, your voiceover podcast. I'm Stephanie Cicerelli, your friendly guide and host. We've got lots of great stories and segments for you today, including a special treat in Julie Williams segment featuring Pat Fraley. Let's get to it. The Loop, informing you of news and current voiceover events. Verbum Domini, a daily scripture reading podcast created by voice talent Brian No, has just become part of the largest Catholic podcasting network, sqpn.com. In a recent interview, Brian revealed, I'm very excited about the prospects for the program moving forward. I know that it will be in good hands at SQPN. To learn more about SQPN and listen to the podcasts hosted there, visit sqpn.com. In entertainment news, Don LaFontaine had the great pleasure and honor of co-announcing the Oscars this year with Gina Tuttle. One of the perks Don experienced was getting to see Baby Suri with proud Papa Tom Cruise before the awards. To discover more about the rehearsal process for the Oscars and what the ceremony was like from Don's point of view, visit the Vox Daily blog at blogs.voices.com slash voxdaily. To conclude this news wrap, we're only a matter of weeks away from the 2007 Voice Conference in Las Vegas, Nevada. If you're going, be sure to let us know so that we can meet up. Carol, Lorinda, and I will be making the trek from the Great White North and are especially looking forward to meeting members of Voices.com. Leave a shout out on Vox Daily to be counted. If your name is there, we'll know to keep our eyes out for you. The conference again is Voice 2007 and it goes from March the 27th through the 31st. Go to voice-international.com for more details. The Biz, helping you grow your voiceover business. Today in the biz, Julie Williams has produced an awesome review of Pat Fraley's greatest cartoon voice tricks ever smuggled out of Hollywood, complete with samples from the CD and, of course, the permission of the master himself. Here's Julie Williams. In Greatest Cartoon Tricks Ever Smuggled Out of Hollywood, Pat Fraley shows some of the tricks he's learned by working alongside the best of the best. And he's compiled a whole bunch of cartoon voiceover tricks of his own and tricks that he's learned from others. Pat teaches not only what to do, but how to do it, like Mel Blanc's baby in a hanky. Stolen from one of the masters, Mel Blanc's baby in a hanky. Here's how you do it. With a good forward placement, so you're really nasal, and in a high pitch, do your best to cry like a baby, using a sound like, create a pattern where your wah is low and your ah is high. Now, the trick here, of course, is to muffle the sound of your voice with a fabric. Here it is plain, without a fabric. And here it is now muffled with a fabric. Now you can be your own hospital nursery. Another frequently used voice trick that Pat talks about is glottal shocks. A glottal shock is a slight catch in the throat. A glottal shock is a necessary technique to do a Cockney and most certainly a Scottish accent. It's also handy when it comes to finishing up a sneeze, <laughs> gagging, 
and affecting an interruption in cartoons and commercials. And a trick stolen from Nancy Cartwright, also known as Bart Simpson, man in a can. Here's how you do it. Puff your cheeks out and talk. Let very little air escape out of your mouth. Just a little. Say something like, I find this is very handy if you're doing a character that's either gagged, don't put the tape on me, or perhaps somebody put in a trunk. Get in there. But I think my favorite of the greatest cartoon voice tricks ever smuggled out of Hollywood has got to be Pat Fraley's fluent fake French. I get a lot of mileage out of this. Here's how you do it. Practice the following sounds. A, A, U. Do them in one smooth slide like this. A, A, U. These sounds will make you change vocal placements, something the French do even more often than smoke cigarettes. As you move from sound to sound, superimpose a fake garble of consonants and other sounds on top of the placement sounds, making sure to put in some real Frenchy-type sounds like ju and toi. The key to this trick is to throw in some English every so often. There you have it. Just a little taste of Pat Fraley's greatest cartoon voice tricks ever smuggled out of Hollywood. There are so many more on this CD. If you can only buy one training resource for learning voiceover animation, this is definitely the one to get. It's an entire course on one CD, and it's very reasonably priced at $29.95 at patfraley.com. One thing about this podcast is that it gets better and better, mostly because of people who contribute to Vox Talk and truly make it their own. While Julie already knows what I think of her hard work, she hasn't yet heard from you. If you have a minute, send Julie some feedback about her segments. You can reach her at either juliewilliams.voices.com or voice-overs.com. Tech Talk, walking you through the technological landscape. Colin Campbell speaks candidly about the difference between control surfaces and audio interfaces. If you want to sound great, listen to this segment. Again, I'm just trying to help people that have no idea. If you have an idea, you don't need these tips. Today, let's talk about the difference between control surfaces and audio interfaces. I think it's a little confusing to the newcomer when they look at all the products available, what exactly they are. There are a hundred ways to get sound into your computer. Some of them good and some of them not so good. Uh, you can get a PCI sound card, which is, you know, just a, a, a very um, good quality sound card better than a sound blaster, and uh, they come in different flavors. Or you can buy an external audio interface, like something from M-Audio, uh, that's basically a sound card that sits outside the computer and is connected to it by either USB or Firewire. And then you can get a combination control surface and audio interface. If I had the money, I'd buy, a, buy an M-Audio project mix, which is both an interface and a controller in one unit, but I, don't, I, don't, I can't afford that right now. And then there are just plain control surfaces. If you have some other way of getting sound into your computer, but you want to control your software, you can get what one guy I talked to referred to as a $1,000 mouse, because all it really does is control the actions of your audio software. The project mix I referred to is both an interface and a control surface. You can get just plain control surfaces from companies like M-Audio or Mackie. Uh, there are several out there. 
So I just want to say, if you're looking at those kinds of things, you need to determine what exactly it is you're looking at. Is it just a controller? Is it a controller and an audio interface? Do you want a separate controller and audio interface, or both in one unit? I don't have either. I did try a Tascam US428 for a while that I borrowed. It's an older unit and didn't do very well. It is both an audio interface and controller, but I found the audio to be jerky, and I found the control uh, of the software, Adobe Audition is what I tried to use it with, uh, to be have a lot of what we call latency. I'd move the fader, and a second or two later, the fader would move, and I can't. that to me is useless. But that's an older unit, and I'm sure newer ones are better, plus Adobe Audition 1.5 wasn't really meant to be controlled by an external device very well. It wasn't really designed for it. I use a uh, kind of a niche product that's been around a long time. I think it was made in 98, but it's uh, it was expensive at the time and still available, although I don't imagine they sell very many. And that's a Lynx One PCI audio card. It's a, it's a pro-quality audio card that was used in broadcast quite a bit, and I was able to borrow it indefinitely, so it didn't cost me anything, but they do still make them, and they sell for about $450. It does have one uh, accolade to it. If you search on Google or whatever, you'll find that the Lynx cards have a very high-quality uh, analog-to-digital converters, and for that reason, I do like it. But it's not fancy. It's just audio in, audio out, either analog or digital, your choice. When I get the money, I'll probably try to get an M-Audio project mix with the uh, Pro Tools M-Powered. I've never actually used Pro Tools, but I hear so many good things about it, I'd like to try it. And Adobe Audition drives me crazy sometimes. But, again, it's a price point. Well, that's it for this time. Let the debate begin. Thanks for listening. Again, if you found Colin's segments to be helpful, let him know. You can visit Colin at either colincam.voices.com or affordableannouncer.com. Vox Box, answering your voiceover questions. Ladies and gentlemen, pro voice talent Brian Heyman is here to take us back to basics with a rant on rates. As you may have gathered in this industry, rates are very important and the setting of appropriate rates perhaps even more so. Okay, everyone, let's roll the tape, or I mean the MP3. Here's my rant about rates. I'll start with two postings I saw on another online casting site. Looking for a low-budget mail for a commercial series for a furniture company. The company specializes in custom handcrafted wood furniture that is quite expensive. So the voice must sell richness and quality. Here's another one. We have a tight budget and we can't use any money because a lot of it's going into the concept of this animation. And the ever-baffling, I know the budget is low, but there's potential for lots more work. As if more work at a senseless rate makes it more appealing. That's my rant about rates. As you all know, the value of a voiceover is in the end use of the audio. A 30-second on-hold won't pay nearly what a 30-second national radio spot will pay. Let's keep our rates at a professional level based on the end use of the product. We'll all benefit greatly if we do. Thanks for sharing, Brian. This issue will only clear itself up if everyone is accountable. This isn't the first piece, and I'm sure it won't be the last that will air on the subject. While it's still fresh in your mind, how do you feel about rates in the voice marketplace? Now is the time to have your say. Send in your audio feedback to be included in next week's edition of Vox Talk via email or call the Vox Talk hotline at 1-888-359-3472, extension 117, to leave a message. That's one 359 3472 extension 117. That's it for now. I'm Stephanie Cicerelli. See you next week.